Are we on the air? Now a small message from Sue Johansson, the greatest lady to ever live. Hey, honey, don't take the whole penis in your mouth. This is this is not what you do. You don't take this whole penis in your mouth. You're gonna gag for sure. Never, never. Look, the, the sensitive part of the penis is right there, and right around there, and right around the tip here. This has some sensitivity, yeah, but not not all that much. So you're going to perform oral sex on him? Then you can lick and kiss and suck and do whatever you like and do that up the shaft of the penis and along the side and around to his testicles. Hey, no problem. And then you take just the head of his penis in your mouth. That's all. And you drool great quantities of saliva down the shaft of his penis. And then you grip the penis very gently with your hand, and you coordinate hand-mouth movements. So it's like that. Honey, honey. So, like, that is just dropping gems on this fucking beautiful Tuesday. If that does not make sense to you, I don't know what will make sense to you, because we have Valentine's right around the corner. Happy Valentine's Day to you and your fake girlfriend and your fake side chick and your fake whatever you're trying to deal with, because Valentine's Day is such... A business fucking holiday, but nobody will ever understand that. Or you're not going to understand that because you really don't want to sit down and talk about shit like that. But that's just besides the fucking point. Like, I'm just trying to tell people that if you're going to celebrate Valentine's Day, and I know that I'm going to sound like that hating ass motherfucker that's always like, hey man, if you're going to do Valentine's Day, do it every day. You know, do it on days that it's not Valentine's Day. Do it on days that actually matter. You feel me? Do it on days that you can actually do something about it. Like, oh, baby, it's just a regular motherfucking Tuesday and a brand new episode of the Lone Mains Asylum show came out. So let me give you some head real quick. Now, Sue Johansson broke it down to all of you ladies out there. First of all, shouts out to all of y'all ladies that is checking out the show. It is made particularly for everybody out there. But a part of this goes out to all the females. Like half of this show is a fucking beautiful female loving part. Because we try to educate, you know, each and every single person that comes up. You know, each one teach one. So we're going to educate the men after that. But ladies... Sue Johansson broke it down to you. If you're going to give some, one of that A-grade fucking a, a, Toppington, I should call it. That Toppington on Valentine's Day, make sure to do, and uh, no, just make sure to synchronize your hand and your mouth at the same time. Because females, I, I know it kind of sounds weird, but the high consensus of males out here. It is, it's very true that they like more saliva on their penis. It's a very weird thing, and which you might think like it's the most weirdest thing, but no, they love that shit. Like, they want it to look like the last water bits of the ramen noodles. And when you just sit down to actually do this on Valentine's Day, just make sure that you do one thing. Like, I know on particular things in life, we kind of go through life on autopilot. You know, we do things just on autopilot, like we're not even thinking about it. Like, I bet you, you drove somewhere today or this week or somewhere, you know, sometime very in the near future, but you like, you will drive somewhere and you won't even remember the drive there. Like, you'll just remember getting there. Now, this is not one of those things that you can go on autopilot on. There are some of you ladies out there that got massive experience that you can put this on autopilot. And if you can do that, shots out to you, I guess. <laughs> but 
you cannot go on autopilot when you're given fellatio. Like, you need to make sure that you are paying attention to the penile gland, and you are paying attention to the shaft, and you are paying attention to the little two buddies that major in genealogy, the testicles. Now, while you are um, sucking upon this thing, you need to make sure that you are cupping and caressing the testicles at the same time. And, like, like just go on this nice fluid motion. Just think about that song that Aaliyah made about the bro in the boat. The dot, rock the middle, rock the middle, stroke it, baby. Stroke it for me, stroke it for me. Just literally get that nice little groove going on, like, in your head and go to town and... Do not stop until you are finished with the deed. Like, you know, so, like sometimes we just like to make sure that like, you know, half and half and then y'all like to get it in. You know, that's perfect. But if y'all are just going to do it for like two minutes and just like walk away from it and like just be like, you know, we're just going to, you know, we're just going to go do something else. Like we're just going to go do our taxes now. Like that's not fair. Like let's sit down. Let's put some effort. Let's put some essence into it. It's Valentine's Day, ladies. Like sit, sit your man down. Make sure that he knows that he's appreciated. And I think just talking for like other men out there, I'm just saying this right now. If y'all can do this on a regular Tuesday because the Lone Maid's Asylum show dropped, and if you can tell your man that I'm doing this specifically for you because it's Tuesday and the Lone Maid's Asylum says each one teach one. If we knew better, we'd do better. So sit your man down and make sure that you show that he is appreciated or show him that. Don't show me. And now it's time to sit down all these niggas. What's up, niggas? How we feeling today, man? First and foremost, you know, shouts out to y'all niggas because some of y'all be way too pussy to eat the pussy. Like, and that part makes no sense. Like, you want the girl to go down on you, but you don't want to go down on her talking about, man, oh, I got a sensitive taste. Or, man, oh, I don't do shit like that. Or, nigga, shut up. Put your big boy pants on and go to fucking work, ladies and gentlemen. I need you to sit down, men, and I need you to really pay attention to the clitoral rye. Now, the clitoral rye, if some of y'all really don't know what it is, it's right on top. When they tell you to follow the North Star to go home, they are not lying about that. Make sure that you look at the vagina dead on, okay? So, like, right now, we are surface leveled. Like, we're looking at the vagina, like, eye to eye, man. It's, like, it's glaring back at you like the eye of Sauron from fucking Lord of the Rings and you're glaring right back at it but you're like I'm about to do this now usually now like it needs to be like a nice trimmed you know um mane I should say <laughs> it needs to be a nice trim mane um if they did not you know shave anything I believe that they're still going by 1970 rules and there's nothing wrong with it but that's not my preference so if you, if like the girl is a, a bit too hairy or ladies, if the man is a bit too hairy, vocalize, talk about this shit. Tell him like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, man? It's not the 1970s anymore. I, did, I didn't just come back from Woodstock and these niggas talking about that. Like they just did like four years in Nam and like they killed a lot of Charlies and all that. I'm not sure if that's a derogatory term. I really hope it's not. I'm very sorry. Like if it is, I don't mean it that way. So let's just say that, you know, the vagina is a perfect trimmed nice specimen and you are looking at it eye to eye and it's looking right back at you and you're just like, you know what, what should I do? First, you know, 
The key is you must get your mind ready for simplicity. Now, I always say this all the time. Simplicity is felicity. You must think simple, young child. Young grasshopper, you must sit down and you must go through your ones, your twos, and threes. And better yet, in this episode, we're going to call those the ABCs. Because when you go through these ABCs, there's a brand new thing that happens that when you put your tongue out of your mouth... And when it reaches contact to the vaginal crevice, you will start making like letters on the clitoris. Okay, you're gonna do the A, you're gonna, you know, do the B, you're gonna do the C, you're gonna do the D. Now, you're gonna go through the whole ABCs, okay, A through motherfucking Z, right on the clitoris, okay, nothing else. You're not writing a short story, you're not doing anything, you are going through the A, B, and C's. You're going to go through all the way A through Z. When you do do that, okay, there's going to be a specific letter that your girl is going to like. You know, I don't know which letter that is. You can find out if your girl is a G girl or you can find out if she's an N girl or she's an M girl or an E girl, whatever. You're going to find it out. But the first thing about that is when you find that out, you are going to stick on that letter for about 10 you know, 10 tries. So if it's E, you're going to do E 10 times and you're going to keep moving on until you feel her kind of squirm again and kind of like, ooh, like, you know, like that feels good. And then you stick to that, you know, letter for 10 times. You know, young child, I am giving you gems in the world of if you want someone to fall in love with you all throughout your tongue game, this is the way to do it. Now, you can figure it out, and then now later on in the future, you already know. Like it's like, oh, my girl likes E, F, and N. Okay, so I'm gonna, you know, kind of strict, uh, stick closely to those, you know. But it changes all the time, just like moods change, just like seasons change. Your girl's taste can also change. Now, please make sure when it does change. Um, and if she's not liking that letter anymore, find a new one, you know, don't be stubborn. Don't be trying to stay on like, you know, well, you like G two weeks ago, but you still might like G shit changes. Adapt young grasshopper. Make sure that you can roll with the times and you can adapt with the times. You need to evolve. You need to evolutionize yourself and your tongue game into the 2019 year. Now, you need to evolutionize it so fucking bad that you go to the motherfucking Grammys winning awards because of your tongue game type shit. Speaking about the Grammys, and that's not a great segue, but if you're inside the Grammys for fellatio, you are doing amazing things in your life. But your know, Grammys was on this Sunday. Like, shit happened. I really don't pay attention to the Grammys. I really don't care about what white people think about my albums or, like, uh, the music that people jam to. Um, it's old-ass motherfucking white people that, like, jam to, like, half of the stuff. And, like, they can't even understand it. But they try to, you know, pick the most logically sonic-sounding song to them. And, you know, this year it was Charles Gambino. And I fuck with Charles Gambino. This is America won a lot of fucking albums. Um, album rewards. I think it he want you then lo and behold our hashtag team light skinned messiah the god of all team light skins went up and he got it fucking rudely interrupted while he was trying to give his speech he was on stage and he won some type of award 
Then, like, he was over there, like, trying to give the actual speech. Like, he literally told the Grammys to fuck off without even actually telling them how to fuck off. Like, he told them, you know, all of their comments don't matter. Like, anyone that wants to get here, like, half of the comments and opinions of the Grammys don't matter. If you're a hero inside of your motherfucking city, if people are jamming along to your music, and if they're jamming along to your content and your art, you won already. And that's the most motherfucking truest thing that you can ever tell anybody, man. Because I think other people kind of want the acceptance of others. Why the fuck do I want the acceptance of rich old white people that won't understand me? We're not going to have the same types of conversations. And even though if I try to sit down with them and try to find some type of common ground, am I really going to find it? Like, bro, you're rich as hell. And I'm over here like talking about like living in the trap and I'm, you know, the product of my environment and like, I'm trying to make you see what, you know, what, like what, what this type of environment, you know, creates, like, you know, like I am the creation of it. And when you're going days and days out, fucking just hungry as shit, when you're going day in, day out with no money, like inside your pocket and these people never had that problem, you know, they were vacationing in Aspen. They, like, they were doing this, like, you know, at, like, such a young age. We don't speak the same language. We will not. And they don't seem like the type of people that, like, really want to pay attention to, like, other people. Because the Grammys has a stupid resume of just doing some dumbass shit. Now, Cardi B, our, our goddess, I should say, yo, Cardi B, hands down, is one of the greatest artists to ever come out. Like, Cardi B... If you guys really don't know who Cardi B is, like, it's crazy. Because, like, I think some of y'all just know her through Bodak Yellow. Some of her, like, you know, like, some of you just know her, like, through her music. Now, before she came out with music and everything, Cardi B was very huge on Instagram. She dropped a lot of tracks on Instagram. Like, you know, dropped a lot of gems. You know, like, told you, like, how to get your life, you know, up. How to, like, stop being a hater. Like, how to do this and how to do that. Homegirl was dropping gems, like, way before, like, she got into, like, music. Like, Cardi B was known for giving motivational speeches and telling you how fucking life should go. And, like, if you don't know that side of Cardi B, like, you can't understand the new Cardi B. Like, I'm just so proud of her. It's just, I think that's the, that's the perfect person that I could actually say, like, it's a beautiful thing. Because that's something that we should emulate after. Like, a person that's really being their 110% genuine self and winning like, she's winning and, like, people love her and, like, everyone, like, is gravitating towards her because, like, of her energy and, like, how positive she is. Shouts out to you, Cardi. And the dopest thing, like, right on top of that, man, is Cardi went out and she dedicated her award over to Mac Miller. And a lot of people, like, really don't understand why, but uh, Mac Miller's parents or family came out and they said if uh, Mac Miller does not win any uh, awards, uh, they want Cardi B to win. And then so, so she shared her limelight with Mac Miller. And that's still a sad, sad moment, man. R.I.P. to Mac Miller. Uh, it's a sad world. I tell y'all this all the time, man. Like if you guys got any addictions, if you're sad about something or if there's something that's bearing right on your heart, you should really talk to somebody about it. I mean, I think the best thing that we can do is talk to someone about it. It's it's a sad world, but I think people are generally here for you, and I think we tend to have this belief that people are like, uh, that we shouldn't trust people, or like we should stay jaded away from people, and like we should just keep to ourselves, and just that fucking whole quote-unquote, I'ma just do me type shit, and like, 
how are we supposed to make the world a better place if we're just over here trying to do bullshit like that? Like, in the same sense of, I need you to understand that that there is some people out there that if you just tell them, like, look, man, I just need a, I just need a lending ear. Just, I just need to drop something to your ear. Or I just need to say something out loud to you to remotely make me feel better that you got the time. And hands down, 100% of the time, people would be like, all right, man, shoot it at me. Y'all can go have a cold one. Y'all can go light one up and just speak, bro. Just let shit out of your fucking heart. And shouts out to Cardi B for sharing that with him. And just, I think all in all, like, it made me, like, really think about my own personal life. And, like, it made me think about how I'm kind of almost having my own Grammys of some sort in the same sense of um, the show, guys. I'm not going to lie to you right now. The Lone Maze Asylum show is about to be two years old next week. Two years. Every fucking Tuesday we have been coming to your ear. Now, that's a beautiful situation. So I kind of, so next week, um, this week, I just wanted to make it a bit chill. I wanted you guys to come through and, you know, come vibe out with your brother. You know, chill out, chill and be chilled. I really thought that that would be a very cool saying to say. And like, I think I would never try to say that out loud to anybody. So that's why I closed my eyes while I said it. <laughs> but honestly, it's the whole origins of my show. And like, and a lot of people like always want to know about it. It's I think the whole Lone Maze Asylum show like started in about, okay, so three years ago. Okay, so the show is about to be two. So a year before the show even debuted on the day right after Valentine's Day, a.k.a. side dude or side person Valentine's, uh, before a year from that, like I used to sit down with all my friends and like we would always just get together and like and I had like just like we were a squad, my nigga, like, like when I tell you, like it would be like 20 deep and like we would all come together and we would all be the misfits. Like if each and every single one of us does not look like they should be hanging out with the other one. So like all of us would come together, like we would chill out, talk our shit, like, you know, talk about anything and everything. And like half of the conversations that we would have were so interesting that like, I was like, is the rest of the world having conversations like this or are we the only crazy ones? And most of the time it is just us being that crazy, but there's some people that can relate and like there's some people out there that want to be a part of those conversations. So I sat down, you know, I analyzed it and like, I was like, you know what? Like we should really give this to the masses. Like we should literally drop this on audio so people can hear this. And like some people can like relate to this or like some people can get motivated by this and in a crazy weird way like if y'all close your eyes right now like I'm sitting inside the room with you so like in a um so in the same sense I wanted you guys to feel like that you were a part of something and like you are a part of something like if you jam to the Lone Maze Asylum show only in one episode like you are part of the asylum like you are part of the squad and we're all crazy in our own specific ways but crazy is not the right word to use man we are we are all unique we are all, um, we are all individual humans. That's the best way to put it. And I want you guys to feel the same way, man. Like I want you guys to hear some of these conversations and vibe out with us, and like you know, agree, disagree, you know, comment back with us, you know, talk to us and everything. So like I thought, I could possibly give the world something that is so beautiful that it's such a crazy conversation, but 
It can take you out of the bullshit that you go through every day. Like you can get one laugh or like you can get motivated to actually commit something to do something that you wanted to do for like a long time. Or if there's an obstacle that you wanted to go through that week, um, some way, somehow, like this show would help you out. And when I had that, um, personally, I was going through some like very dark times at that time in my life. So it was kind of hard to motivate people or like try to make people um, happy when I wasn't so happy. So that's why I had to work on myself first. So I took the very first year, um, even though that the show is two years old, like the shit has been in the making for three years. And like I took that very first year to take the time out and find myself again, you know, because I lost myself through processes of the or the process of life and like the hardships of life. Like I lost the like the essence of me. And when I found myself again, through a series of just working out, you know, reading, going on walks, like I would literally go up to random ass mountains in Arizona and I would just go get lost. I would literally just go get lost in the. I'll be in the middle of nowhere. Then I would just sit down and I would just talk out loud. Like I would just talk about like how I feel. Like I, I would talk about like what I want to do, like what I want to throw out into the world. Um, I would share comments of like things that are like uh, replaying inside of my head. And things like that, like, really helped me kind of ground myself. It's, it's for a split moment, like, I really thought that I was crazy. And the crazy thing about when you really think that you're crazy and when you really don't give a fuck, it's, there's a brand new specific line of shit that you will do. Like, like such as when, when I didn't give a fuck, like, I was doing anything that I wanted to. I was living reckless, you know, like, I was over here doing some crazy shit. But that all goes with the process of you evolving into the person that you are like sometimes but you got you must go through the mess to actually learn the message or like you must go through some mess to actually give a message shouts out to that dude on the breakfast club that gave that line because that's one of the hardest lines to actually throw out there now so when i thought like i could make a podcast like i started googling things because like the biggest um podcast that kind of raised me were the bodega boys you know shouts out to kid marrow and mr Jesus nice uh shouts out to the 85 south show carlos miller chico bean mr dc young fly shouts out to the brilliant idiots andrew schultz and charlamagne the god like those three those three podcasts were like the ones that raised me you know and granted i did jam to like you know all the spooky dramatic ones you know serial podcasts you know like when adnan from you know I think it, it was Minnesota, um, so-called killed his girlfriend, uh, but they were trying to prove that, like, he didn't kill his girlfriend, and by the end, like, they did prove that he didn't kill his girlfriend, and he was spending all this time in prison. I think he's still in prison now. Like, think about that injustice right there, bruh, bruh. Like, things like that. So, podcast kind of made me open my mind. Like, podcast kind of gave me a thing or um, a, a new feeling that music was not given me. Like, I think in the same sense of... Music would kind of make me feel some type of energy, and I was so numb, like, I was so numb, and I'm the type of person that listens to music for, like, emotions and feelings and stuff, or, like, on, like, how I feel, and I didn't want to hear music that made me more numb, because I didn't want to go into a darker place than I was already, so 
it was great that my brain was engaged to things that I was listening to or like I could talk back or like I can educate myself on like like certain things or I can laugh about just random ideas that people like like would just come up with and I thought honestly like it was one of the most greatest things so I googled it so like I was like what like what do I need to actually make a podcast so like I needed a microphone I didn't have enough money for that yet I was working a dead-end job at the time like I wasn't making no types of money no types of cash was coming in for anything else other than my motherfucking bills and I was still trying to make this out because like there was there's something inside of my chest that's like calling out that's like you know like like it could be God like telling me to do this like you know like he's like my son, you have a higher destiny upon yourself and like you should really go out here and transmit your emotions and your like, you know, energy out to the world because, you know, I am here to be used by the world and like I am here to be the slave of the world in the same sense of like I'm here to help out the betterment of humankind. So I want to make sure that humankind is better than when I got here, than like when I'm leaving, if that makes sense. So I sat down, I really Googled it, I didn't have a microphone, so my, like, you know, myself, I was like, okay, I got this, like, little earphone jack piece, so I split the earphones into two pieces, so I had two earphones with microphones on it. I would take pieces of tape, and I would literally tape microphones, or, like, these earphones onto the ceiling of my car, and we would record most of the episodes, like, inside of the car, like, while these like microphones, aka earphones were like hanging off the ceiling. And I would like try to talk into them and like it was kind of raspy and like you couldn't understand me so well and like shit wasn't going so nice. And I kid you not, man, it's like for like a while, I really thought that I was kind of wasting my time because like I was like, I'm over here putting a lot of time and effort into like something that like it's not beneficial because I'm so fucking used to like, you know, like but you do this, but you get that. Then there was a re- like revelation like around episode 10 that I had that like when I sat down I was like bro like none of that actually matters like I'm doing this for the people because people started writing into me and like they're like yo I fuck with your show like I relate with your show like something that you said on the show is something that I was feeling for like a very long time and like you know thank you for saying it or like thank you for making me smile this week one of the greatest things that someone told me was quote unquote she said uh, she's, she's been going through something like really, really hectic, like in life, you know, and like just going through some trials and some tribulations and like, and it was hard as shit for her, but she herself would come down and listen to the Lone Man's Asylum show on Tuesdays. And like for that split hour, she would smile and she would literally look forward to it every single Tuesday that a smile was coming. And after that, man, who the fuck am I to like take that away from you? Like, who the fuck am I to take away something that makes other people happy? Like, I am here on this world to affect the energy of humankind. Like, I am here for, in a positive way. Yo, let me take that back because I don't want none of y'all motherfuckers to take this and be like, oh, he talking about the Illuminati. He trying to affect the world in some crazy shit and, you know, da 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 I really wish that somebody would try to make an Illuminati video about me. I would fucking cave your motherfucking face in. You little b-
bastards, like something that is so hateful and everything. Like, you think I stand for hate? I mean, I stand for, you know, funniness, you know. <laughs> Sometimes funny and hate kind of stand line in line together. And like, there's no fucking hate inside of my heart. And nor will there ever be again. You know, there it was once in my life, but I will not have that like ever again. But so we would make these fucking podcasts, you know, episodes like straight out of the car or like straight out inside the dungeon, you know, shots out to Chapo's garage. And like we would be just sitting, you know, a lot of homies kicking it together, chopping it up and bringing you just nothing but pure, unadulterated, amateur conversations. And it would sound kind of busted and like the sound wouldn't be that nice, but the shit was funny and that shit knocked. And like a lot of people that really fucked with it, fucked with it. But a lot of people were like, yo, I can't listen to you yet because like, but you don't got that AG, you know, that HD crystal audio. But at that time, I'm like, all right, cool. Cause like there was a lot that I needed to work on. So I was like, all right, man, come listen to me in a while. And I promise you, I will have something better or something more pleasing to the ears. Because back in the days, it sounded like I was going through this wind tunnel and you couldn't hear me for shit. So I started collabing with people. Um, I stepped outside of my comfort zone. I started to make brand new friends that were not like inside of my circle. Um, and I really stuck to it because like, you know, usually like we meet people, but like we really don't hang out with new people because we like to stay inside of our own circles and everything. And we don't like to try to, um, expand our helping hand to like other people, but like, it was really great that on my job, uh, I met one of the homies, Trey, uh, Black Sheep, which y'all already, you know, heard him like on the show, like a lot of time shots out to him. He is out here doing his own thing now, you know, working, grinding, living in 2019, living his motherfucking best life and shit. You feel me? So, uh, I, I met him. And so when I met him, uh, like we kind of started collabing. Uh, we did two episodes together and, I swear to God, like, I will never, like, forget the look that, like, you know, on on his face on the first day that I went over. Because, like, homie was like, all right, man, yeah, come through. Just bring all your equipment. And my equipment at that time was two earphones, uh, a splitter, and a fucking laptop. And, like, I didn't have anything else. So, I'm like, cool, yeah, you know, like, I'll pull up. So, like, I pull up, and I, I will never forget his face. Like, he's like, all right, man, just, um you know, just set up on that table right there. Then I literally just pulled out my laptop and I had like two earphones. Like he looked at me like he's like, that's it? I was like, yeah. Like he's like, oh, okay. And at the time, man, uh, I was trying to like save up to actually get a microphone. And like the way that it was looking that like I wasn't going to get a microphone like anytime soon. But I was really putting money like inside the savings. Like, you know, like I really needed it. Like I really wanted a microphone. I really wanted a microphone. I wanted to go 110% on this. I wanted to make other people happy. Like, I wanted you to hear me to make you happy. Like, but you feel me? So, one day, like, I went through to his house, I think, for, like, this third recording that we did. And then, like, he's like, hey, man, um, I really believe in your, like, whole hustle. So, um, here's a microphone. So, he gave me a microphone. Like, I swear to God, like, you know, all throughout collabing, like, when people really see your vision and your image and your, like, whole energy on, like, you know, something that you really want to do, like, when they actually believe in it, like, they will be there to help you out no matter what. Just, like, the story that, like, I, I'm not sure, like, if you guys have ever heard this, but, like, it's been on previous, like, episodes and everything, but, uh, the week before I brought out the actual podcast show, 
um, me and shout out to Ceylon, my uh, photographer, videographer, homie's doing some huge things like making movies. Um, he's in Hollywood and all that shit. So man, shout out to Ceylon for everything that he's doing, man. More blessings to you, my brother. But I swear to God. Um, so I was at his house and we're going over my whole commercial and we're trying to edit this side of the commercial out, this side of commercial out. And we're outside by his pool area and like, and there was this like, you know, young man there. And then I'm trying to tell like the whole vision over to Ceylon, like, you know, like this is, you know, what I see the show as. So I told him, I was like, the show, I want it to be like a home and a haven for like all the people that are misunderstood, all the people that are a bit too energetic for the rest of the world that, you know, like want to talk about some crazy shit and that really don't give a fuck about the same things that as a regular motherfucking person. And so this kid was like swimming while like we're on the side, like, you know, like just chopping it up, like about the whole show. So after the whole commercial like happened and, and everything, one of the homies came to come pick me up and then I'm getting in the car. And then so this young man kind of like chases me out, like um out of the pool area. And like, he's like, hey, man, I really heard your whole story and your vision for your podcast. And like, he's like, I really, you know, believe in it. And like, he's like, I just want to invest in your podcast, like this young man that doesn't know me for shit, just heard my whole pitch on, you know, how I want to make the world happy. And this kid reaches into his pocket, then he pulls out $10. And then like, he's like, I want to invest in your show. Like, I want to give you something. I really believe in your vision. So here you go. And that was literally at that moment, I knew that I could not let people down. I knew at that moment that I had to do something. Like, I was like, all right, man, that I'm not just doing it for, like, for myself anymore. Like, I'm doing it for everybody else out there. So with that being said, thank you. Thank you for every single person that has been rocking with the show since day one. We will see you on the next episode because it's going to be the reunion. So that fucking episode is about to be live as shit. So I'm going to keep this one short. I love y'all. Please keep it live. Enjoy your motherfucking week. Drink your water. Tip your bartender. Fresh Prince of the West on Instagram. Low Main 1990 on Snapchat, and some of y'all really don't know how to spell Low Main because y'all keep writing in and keep asking me about that. It's L O W M E I N 1990 all together. Peace and love. Peace.